And we're back. It's another week. There's more in the news. It's uh, Vic T. Miser and hello, hello. Future and Dylan, of course. What uh, up, what up? Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. Um, so today, I mean, what's the biggest stuff that we got going on in the news, fellas? Well, first off, let's thank all the listeners and let them know that we appreciate any feedback or any of that stuff that we do get, which, you know, I understand it's limited. Sometimes we're just thankful that you listen. You know what I'm saying? We don't expect you to have to. A lot of people would just like to listen and don't really want to commentate or have their opinions, but some people do. So if you do, let us know, because very soon in the year 2023, probably the first month of 2023, we're going to be going on Discord live. As we do this, Ooh, we could also be, do a Twitter Spaces. We, yeah, there's, there's a all kinds of, of stuff different. we could do, but we're gonna use social media a little bit to let people understand and realize who we are, what we're about, and just just to listen to us. That's it. We just ask you to listen to us. If you give us an hour of your time, I promise you, you will leave here at least thinking, maybe thinking the same, maybe thinking differently. Who knows? Or maybe, thinking that those motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. Which is great, but they're still thinking. <laughs> exactly. Or if you turn us off halfway through, tell us why, and if it was my fault, fuck you. All right, let's go ahead and get on to the future. Got the notebook out, dog. I always try to do just to keep notes in case, you know, That's right, man. Cause or if we ever become huge megastars, we can sell this on eBay for $5. Five. Well, Hell if we're ever megastars, you're not going to want to sell it for $5. You're going to want to go back and look at all the shit we've talked about and be like, ooh, that was good shit. Circle uh, back to that. Right, UFOs, are we going to see? Yes, we're going to talk about that for sure. Uh, I'd like to start touching on... Uh, Me? Chakras. Either of you know about chakras and vibrations and shit like that? I know what you're talking about. And dude, believe me. A little if, bit. At first, no offense, I'm not trying to be the, the, the skeptical old man, but when you first came on the podcast, the first two or three podcasts in my mind, because I'm an old man, I'm set my ways, I was like, this young hippie. He's talking about kayaking kids, you know what I'm saying? That he's a, he, you know, chakras and breathing techniques. Dog, I've been using your breathing techniques, and I've seen them before and tried them before, and they've helped, but not to the extent that I did for the period of time, like a three to six minute thing, like you do. You know what I'm saying? And that helps so much with the rage I have inside of me. I mean, I'm not trying to sound cool, but I mean, everybody has those moments right. where they're like, I'm going to take a deep breath here, and I'm going to keep rolling. And everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. At that point some in your life... Some of us are better than others at taking that deep breath. But at some point in your life, what were you saying? I, I oh, you trying to say that I'm not very good at that at all? <laughs> That's not what I was saying at all. Uh, he's known me for 30 years. I'm not very good at that. Usually when I have a decision to make and it's going to be ugly and awkward and everybody involved is going to be cringe, then I'm going to take that route <laughs> instead of taking the the best route where I just take some deep breaths and let life take its course. You know Maybe not always. You know, I think... I don't know. Once, I, I think I'm I tell you, I tell you one thing, man. I feel like that for me, I weirdly enough helped me a lot in life was the ridicule that we would put each other through in the in our group of friends where we would constantly rag on each other and give each other shit. Obviously, in the moment, initially, that really bothered me because like I never had anybody. Th- I like y'all kind of did a little bit, but once I got brought into it. It was like, fuck, you know, because they just pick you apart, you know what I'm saying? Big ass forehead. I started getting chubby, you know, they called that shit out, you know what I mean? Like, anything and like, everything. Shut up, fat kid, get laid. And he but, was like 15. Did, wouldn't we? Yeah, I did. <laughs> fuck yeah. But it did two things. One, it toughened my skin up, right? And two, it helped develop or taught me how to be quick with it and respond to things. 
So I'm usually really, and maybe it's just me personally, I'm really good at processing things fairly quickly and being able to have a fairly... What he's uh, saying is he can turn a title on you in a heartbeat because he's been doing this for a long time. Not necessarily, but Look it, him smiling. it just helped. Because I mean, he's it, probably the second best devil's advocate I know. He can take whatever side he wants to take, but he's not going to fucking volley for the wrong side. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to sell out for that reason. He's not going to sit there and be like, yo, man, I'm pro this when he's not. Because he, that that's his core political stuff, like political science, the, the stuff around that. That's what he's about. And I say that because I know for a fact because he doesn't get passionate about a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a laid back dude. But he is a critical thinker. You have to give him credit. Since you've known him, he's made you think. You know what I'm saying? On many occasions. And I'm, sure. I'm older than he is. And I've went to him for advice on many a times. And I mean, that's saying something because of the wisdom of this guy over here. And, you know, when we are big stars and me and Dylan are over here and we're, like, still doing this podcast and he's showing up, like, once a month because shit. he's already got elevated to, like, more podcasts that make money and shit. Shocker. He better remember who the fuck we are, you know? I'm going to be mad. Oh, he'll nah, fuck. I, well, I forget hope, where you man. came nah, from. I mean, it's about... It, I mean, I just... I just wanted to try to get people to look at things and think. Shit, I had a big old conversation with uh, Charlene's daughter last... Was it last night? Two nights ago. We started talking about, you know, just political stuff, and then it started unraveling, you know, and then I'm just, and her daughter, admittedly, she's like, you know, look, I don't really pay a lot of attention to it. She's like, people do, and then they have something. She's like, and then I don't feel like I can voice my opinion because I don't really, I was like, oh, shit, you have your opinion always, you know, just as you, as long as you understand that your opinions based their opinion as that, well. And, and, you know, you admittedly are not as knowledgeable about it. So you can say that and be okay with it. And I'd be like, well, my opinion's got to be, you know, you feel like your opinion's going to be lesser than because you don't really look into it. And you really shouldn't, though, because your opinion's valid. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like someone who's a, not an English professor walking up to an English professor and being like, my prose is so good. What I wrote was so good, and you gave me a C minus. This is garbage. That dude's a professor, or that female's a professor. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they're a professor within their own field. Like, um, you know, just last week, was it the Harvard or Stanford, one of the Ivy League schools' uh, dictionary, they started censoring out for pro-american or pro, like anything that might uh upset stanford, the right? it may have been stanford mm-hmm. um and so yeah america, e- america a is like a buzzword yeah a stanford professor might not understand the ebonics that are being used by 50 cent or you know some other lyricist or writer based on their understanding all professors are you know teachers you really use 50 cent out of all the rappers you could use i like 50 have you read 50 cent's book i put on for his book is fantastic the audible version but i want to i want to listen to it i like 50 i like the fact that he admitted live on some podcast that right after he made his first million dollars because that's what he made to sign with shady was a million dollars at the time that was his signing yeah, price. That's small, really, if you it's, think about it. Yeah, it's tiny. You know I mean, it's saying? nice as fuck. Give but, me a million, oh, yeah, but, right. I mean... I mean, for, but yeah, I figure that's probably 50 Where he's at now, now, right? Because mm-hmm. he's a multi-millionaire, right? Oh, for oh, sure. Vitamin water and Yeah, because he created that, right? Or this was a part of yeah. it? Yeah. He's yeah. got so many things that he's got with streams of revenue coming in. I, I think it's really sad, though, that people were finding out... Because I used to have some Master P love. 
Oh, his yeah. kid has came out butchering him on Twitter. It's awful, dude. Master P son? Oh, yeah. it's like his estranged son or something. Is yeah, they, nah, yeah, maybe I don't not, know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know just, he be doing all kinds of shit with Louisville. Who, his son P? goes to Louisville. One of I his sons goes to Louisville. I haven't seen any of the hate from Master P. I haven't either. Son. Actually, I'll send it to you guys. Okay. If you guys want to see it, are you sure it's Master P and not somebody else? No, it's Master P. Uh, His son that's playing for U of L has got some of the best plus or minus um, average or numbers on the entire team. And if you didn't know team. that, now you know. That's Master good. P has a son on U of L because there's lots of U of L fans listening. If you are and you're a UK fan, come on, how you live in Louisville? And if you live in Indiana, you better be like Brent Blades and be an Indiana fan. The cats look good this year, you know. You know what though? This is the kind of year that the Cardinals will come beat their ass. The yeah, show up and beat their so ass. Bad, yeah. oh, gosh. Cardinals is fucking shit. But I mean, hey, you gotta like them when they're ass. You if you don't like them when they're ass, really then don't like them when odds. they're fucking winning shit. You know what oh, I mean, you can't be a Louisville fan and not like them when they're ass because Louisville's <laughs> ass most of the time. <laughs> yeah, but people rock Louisville gear all the time just yeah, because of their yeah. scandals. Nah. Louisville got the hot. Louisville got that hard pimp scandal or whatever. You know, so they got the hat Louisville hats on. You see celebrities with Louisville shit on. I feel like on how many times you been here except for a concert they're probably doing it because jack harlow now i know by the way his concert was dope yeah it was dope people said it was the exact same thing as he did before though at louder in life the exact same shtick he said the exact same words and everything and i thought to myself isn't fucking pro wrestling the exact same act every night yeah i mean yeah which i was surprised justin was like who do you bring out i was like nobody he's like he didn't bring nobody special i was like nah i thought he might too since it's louisville i mean you know it's real fucked up is we i got a shirt from the thing, Louisville is not on the fucking roster of cities on the back of his shirt. Even though he performed? Yeah. It's it's like the first, I guess it's like maybe the first month and a half of the tour, which is shows like September dates or some shit. Mm. Didn't have Louisville on it. And, it's, and then Charlene got a different shirt that had cities on it, but it didn't have Louisville on it. Was hers up into December, though, like when the concert was? Nah, same dates. Nah, Nathan got one, and his was a different shirt completely, and it just had Louisville Yumps in it. Had those. I was like, man, I wish I had noticed that, because I'd have got it. I got it, the one I got because it was Hogan colors. It was red and yellow. Yeah, that's <laughs> dope. It said, come home on it. Shirt was uh, red, and the lettering was yellow. Mm-hmm. It says, come home, and it's got a picture of the garage with the cities on it. Here's a free plug, man. If you live in Louisville, there's an antique toy mall. And I, I went there recently, and uh, I saw a Roddy Piper figure. And I saw the old Hulk Hogan rubber figure. Oh shit! There's a whole fu- a whole freaking shelf of those bastards. And I looked at him. I was just staring at him. And I had my youngest son with me. I was like, "Hey, dude, man, look right there." And he looked. I was like, "Those are the toys I had when I was a kid. The big hard rubber wrestlers." Yeah, yeah. I had all of them, man. You know, Jeremy had a shitload of them too. But dude, we used to have fun with them, motherfuckers. And they were the worst figures to play with. They were awful. Yeah, you definitely had to use your imagination with yeah. those. Oh, yeah. yeah but everybody What's that off of, Hunter? Yes, sir. You got to use your imagination. There's no wrong with SpongeBob. It's a good nah, show. I used to fucking watch that shit all the time when my kids were young. That, uh, I don't think Stanford University should be, if they're going to censor words... I mean, they're a university. They can do whatever they want. They're a paid entity amongst themselves. Lots of people pay money to go there. It's an it's a very acclaimed school academically. Uh, right. I don't know about sports wise. Like I'm not familiar. Like somebody would be like, "Hey man, their women's field hockey team rocks, dude," and I wouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not into that. I'm sorry, but um, I don't think Stanford should be like 
red flagging words like American and patriotic. It's just weird. It's weird to me. It's like saying, don't be proud of your country. Why should you not be proud of your country? What What are you and talking that comes about? Out so bad. Uh, the Stanford uh, dictionary changes, or they have a, a recommended policy to make uh, words less confrontational. Like, I guess, boiling it down, it's like. Uh, so let's, they're let's to, not trigger people. So we're we're taking some of these triggering pro-American words out of the dictionary or out of our, you know, so lexicon. So basically they're creating the uh the hate speech dictionary. Essentially. Trying to anyway, huh? Essentially. And not 1984 at all, is it? Not at all. Well, 1984 book and movie by George Orwell. I recommend either. They can do what they want to do, but... Hey, it shows full frontal on the movie. Does it? Bush, though. You don't get to see no lips. Uh, oh, my gosh. That, that, was, that was way <laughs> said, more oh info than everybody made. <laughs> what's what's funny weird. about it is I was watching it one day on like one of these free streaming apps or whatever. And, and I was watching it, and Abby's like, this is an old movie. And I was like, yeah, it is. And like she was just sat here you know, on her phone and kind of watching it. And then this chick walks out butt-ass naked with this bush. I was like, oh, God. She's like, oh, what's this? Like, uh, I was like, yeah. It's a weird scene. It's a weird scene, but this is a good movie. The book's even better. You know, yeah. how, if you can name something, I want you to, if, if there's been a movie out that you've seen and you also read the book and you like the movie better than the book, let me know. That's something I would like to know from the listeners just because. Please, because that's unusual. Well, I heard that about where the crawdads sing and I never read the book, but I read, but the movie I watched, the movie was damn good. Did you, you ever, see that movie? Ever, no, not yet. Have you ever seen, what's a movie with James Conn in it that uh, this guy admired that had this conversation with this dude that was helping me blow up this balloon for an order. <laughs> uh, and we started, he, he said something about gender. He's like, I know you got to watch that nowadays. And then I was like, oh shit, here we go. So we started going back and forth a little bit. He brought up 1984. I was like, yeah, I know. Tell me about it, buddy. Um, but he brought up a movie with James Conn in it. It was like THX something or other. You ever heard of this? I think it's what THX and there were some numbers, I think he said. Yeah, yeah. It's like where it's it's like a, almost kind of has a little Matrix feel to it. But it's yeah. He said, "Watch that." He's like, "That's." He said, "You talk about 1984 and kind of that type of thing." He's oh, like, "Watch crazy. that movie." Yeah. I told him, "I was like, all right, well, I'll give you one." I said, "You ever seen Equilibrium?" He was like, "No." I said, "Watch that." So oh, that's, Christian Bale. Yeah, it's like that's, that's very, dope. that's very, you know, very no, no emotion podcast. I mean, we kind of do. We kind of run. We kind of do. I think we uh, always touch on movies. It's a very, it's art. You know, it's and, tied and, into the culture. And to me, the significance is movie, exactly, helps dictate culture, which also helps dictate narrative and, and society and how it operates. There's a reason why just now, as all these LGBTQAIPXZ question marks... Disrespectful motherfucker. Um, the reason why all these movies now are pushing out with these... Like the strange world that's out now has got like a gay love scene in it where they kiss. Did you see a uh, yeah like uh, the Thor Thor Love and Thunder and had like Korg or whatever was with another man. How many how many heterosexual MCU. kisses have been exactly? It doesn't filmed. bother me at all anymore. I care less. I want to watch I, Bros. I mean, honestly, I don't know. They, were there any you kisses? Who, there was maybe one kiss in the between. Um, Woody and what's the the love interest in that uh, on yeah. Toy Story? Like Toy she Story. kissed him on the cheek or something, I think, right? 
Yeah, but Toy Stories were great, man. All of them. Yeah. I did not like it. I liked all the Toy Stories. No, some of the different ones, people that love that are having, I've only watched like one of the Croods, and I was like, I'm not watching this shit. So. But my kids got older, too. Yeah. When I, mean, I was I younger, you know. My ultimate point is I think movies are interesting, they're good, and I think that they they are used it's to help dictate, you know, the flow of information or conversations or things like that, which is ironic why Top Gun was so good and so successful because it was none of the normal, like, left-wing type And everybody there. knows that the main actor is still a Scientologist to this day. Mm-hmm. That dude is still a Scientologist. His battle rep is Scientologist. But that movie has, is fucking good. Like, I've seen a lot of movies good, this year. More movies this year I've seen in the past probably 10 years. And that movie's fucking really good. Like, really There ain't good. nothing different than sitting in a movie theater and you're watching it for two <coughs> hours, three hours, whatever the long movie is. And you're not worried about, damn, I got to pay my LG&E by Friday. You're not worried about, oh, man. Such a and good such movie will keep you distracted for yes, sure. Yes, from out of life. You get to step out of life for two hours and step into that screen. And when it's over with, life comes crashing back yep. in. And, it and you're sucks. like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm running behind now because I watched this movie. Yeah, it sucks. But there's no experience like it in a movie theater. But it's interesting, though, that that movie got so much love. Oh, I mean, it's, it's probably so... actually still in theaters. Like, you can probably still go see it. At least up to no, last month. Yeah, last month you could. Yeah, you can't, you can't now. Might even been a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks but... ago, they had its last run before it went to streaming. Now okay, it's yeah. like on Paramount Dude, it was in Plus. theaters forever. I know it's on Paramount Plus. I don't know where else it is. But it's not the best movie I've seen this year. Now, it's up there. I couldn't give you my top three list right now to think about it. But I'll go ahead and say right now that The Well is in my top three. It's the best movie I've seen. One of the best movies I've seen this year. Maybe the number one. I have to, I have to think about it a lot. It's up there. And I've seen probably, would you say 100, 100, 100? Yeah. In the theater alone. That's not counting. That's a lot of movies, bub. That's two a week, homie. That ain't bad. I mean, that's even missing a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two weeks is not a bad thing to see in the movie theaters. And especially if you love the movie theaters like I do. I have a lot of positive memories. I have memories of this jerk off across from me. And Charlie Thomas, I'll name you, I don't care. What the dumped fuck? Popcorn. Remember you all dumped, yeah, I was like kids, 15, 16 years old. They dumped a thing of popcorn as high as this chair. Because you got free refills on the popcorn, they just kept running by getting refills. And they dumped it in the floor. Like in the middle of the aisle. The outside you aisle. You wasteful son of a bitches. Dude, they was like pouring the Cokes down the curtains. And people were going like, what's going on, man? I'm getting stuff all over me. There was like uh, the curtains were hanging there, and there was like this yeah. wood piece that was right there, and it, it was sloped like a all cup, the way up. And it sloped all the way down. And so. they poured like four large sodas in there and just sit back and watched. Because the movie sucked. It was like a Jackie Chan movie. Oh. I went outside and played video games. That's how bad it was. Damn. Yeah, but I came back in, and I seen that big pile of popcorn, and the, the ushers And you knew what there. happened. Oh, fuck. The like, ushers come in, stood behind them. The other ushers come, stood behind them. Charlie walked back out, got another large one, sit there and start, kept eating it. Right in front of him, smiling, with this pile of popcorn three feet from him. <laughs> and then the dude finally leaves, and he goes over and dumps the popcorn. It comes back and goes, your turn, and hands it to Nick. It's a fact. We were clowns. Dude, you're 15 years old. What are you supposed to do? That's a fucking great story. We used to get up and sing and dance. Do you remember that? At Village 8? The song come on Front Row Joe? R.I.P. to Village no. 8. Oh, no. Yeah. That was a, a staple for a long time for me. Everybody had their landmarks there because it was cheap. You go mm-hmm. in there with $10 in your wallet and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And you and somebody else, if y'all wanted to split the nachos, it wasn't like an expensive date at all. And you got the movie. The, I mean... I took Hunter to the Quentin Tarantino Festival there. We missed a couple, but we saw most of them. Uh, we seen a whole bunch of stuff there, man. We seen uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, which is it's an odd, weird, crazy, fucking mind bend fuck movie, but still, it's great. 
and uh, we saw that there, and those seats were so bad. I was like about six months out of back surgery. Dude, I thought I was gonna cry at the end of it just because I hurt so bad. I was getting up, walking out of there. I was like, I need a cane. But yeah, the well uh, saw it on Christmas as the one of the Christmas movies. Me and my kids, me and my son, at least one of them always. Wait, so you saw this in the last week? The well? Yeah. Yes. And you're saying it's your top movie of the year? Yes. That's that can't be. You got like uh, you're blinded by the recentness of it. It's like, no, man, I, it, dude, I haven't fucking boohooed like a bitch in a movie. Excuse me, I'm sorry. If I haven't that, cried, ugly cried in a movie in probably since Logan. Okay, right? and that no, make fun of me. Go ahead, but still, you know, Wolverine hey, died, man. I men, got Wolverine men, men cry too. Men cry too. Dude, when she looked up at him, it was like, "Daddy, don't die." I was like. <laughs> Right. A- after he like sacrificed himself to take care of her, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but uh, this one here, man, it is just symbolism. The the guy, the well in there, he's a six hundred pound man, and you know, he's he's eating himself to death. He has a reason for eating himself to death. It has religious overtones to it. But the thing about this crazy is he has this little hook because he's a big guy and he can't he can't get off the couch with a walker. You know what I'm saying? And he has this big hook he uses to pick everything up. Mm. And to this day. Since my brother died, I still have his hook. You see, I one just like. So every time a motherfucker would use that hook in a movie, I would fucking cry. Like mm. a little girl, man. And it was awful. Because. Family's big. Yeah, it is, man. This is the first Christmas without him and stuff. So it was rough. But you know what? I think it made me a stronger person watching it with my sons. I mean, I remember watching it one time with both of them. And both of them leaning over like, you all right, dad? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. Why? And Chase was like, because you balling. <laughs> Later on, he was like, why is Brian crying? Because he just got dogged. <laughs> I was like, that's wrong. Shouldn't make fun of me like that. Uh, he's local too, isn't he? The, uh, the artist that produced that. Uh, no, that's uh, Darren Aronofsky. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. He's the same guy that did The Wrestler, so what did you expect? You know what I'm saying? If you like the movie The Wrestler, did you see him, Mickey Rourke, The Wrestler? You ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's a good yeah. one, yeah. Yep, the guy, same guy who produced that produced a bunch of other shit too. He uh, he he made this movie. So, and Brendan Fraser played the big guy, over six hundred pounds, and you really looked like he was six hundred pounds. He was huge. Who was it that played him? Mickey Brendan Warren? Fraser. Brendan, oh, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Like Brent was like, we had a conversation during poker. He was like, man, you know, uh, lots of people were saying that he didn't do so good at that in that role. He, uh, you know, it was a role, Academy Award making role, but you know. He didn't do that good. It was just really the role because he had a lot of good support. And he really did. There was a young girl in there who was really good. But, Hunter, do you think he deserves at least a nod for it? Yeah. I think so, too. I think he deserves a nod. Whether he wins or not, who's to say? He's up against some tough competition this year, you know. I don't give a shit what anybody says, but uh, Miles, uh, the dude who played Rooster in uh, Maverick Top Gun. Yeah. He did good, man. He did real good. Miles Teller or whatever. Yeah, kid can yeah act, he's man. solid. Yeah. yeah, he's good. And who's the kid that plays the? Um, I guess is he the main character? I guess next to Tom, is Tom Cruise the main, or is he the? Tom Cruise the main. So who's the other young guy? Michael B. Jordan. No, the he's white in kid. No, no, nah, nah, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, the white, the other white kid. Am I mixing two movies together now? You're Hold mixing on. two movies together. I think. Nah, no. Nah, there's another kid in there that's like the Tom Cruise character, right? In in that movie. He's yeah. also in the movie Devotion. 
Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. The movie Devotion's fucking awesome, man. That was good too. Yeah, that I was heard a, good a lot one. about it. My father told me everything about it up to the Rolex. Told me about host that whole story before when because he was in the Korean conflict. My dad was stationed off the coast of Cambodia. He told me about that kid, that dude getting the getting the uh, Rolex. Yeah, and the people buying it for him and all yeah. that. That's true. That wouldn't Hollywood ass bullshit. Shout out to all our veterans. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, Much we love appreciate and your sacrifice. Oh yeah, and yeah. not just them, their families, man. It's the families of people who are military it's a struggle it's yeah, I, I, it takes I'm special really, people to do it I'm going to tell you this much right now I've known a lot of veterans my family has a lot of veterans and this is in no way a knock on them but lots of times they come back worse than better and they have to struggle a little bit more in their life and nobody likes to be on that bus everybody here has been on a struggle bus before and nobody likes to be there so if you're a person that's on the struggle bus realize that we care about you. Not as much as we care about ourselves. But we do care about you. Honestly. <laughs> the fuck? It, so if you need, you know, to come on here and vent, well, come on here and vent as long as it makes sense. Don't come on here and start rambling like me. All right? You yeah, can no. come on and ramble like him if you want to. Yeah. I do it on a regular basis. It might be more interesting. No, seriously, but another big thing happening this week is... The Twitter files, the gift that just keeps on giving, like syphilis, man. Like, it just... Ooh, that's how Al Capone died. (laughs) (laughs) It, you know, it just constant. They drop their Fauci Twitter stuff. They just dropped stuff today or yesterday about um, how they were censoring people from passing off information about, like, ivermectin and different things about COVID. So it just... Uh, Wait, so ivermectin isn't just horse uh, dewormer bullshit? Right, right. No, it's not. You can actually use it to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's, it's actually a drug that can be used for humans and for horses. It's this novel thing that they've probably been doing for decades now that the media pretends like didn't happen because they think that the people that watch their shows are so stupid that they won't dare question what they're saying and they'll just follow along with them and then also repeat the same line and say, yeah, ivermectin's bad. When you have doctors who are like, look, if you get it early and you give it to people early, it's nice. You can even take it as a, uh, what's they call it, a prophylactic or a... um, Preventative, you can take it, and there's really no side effects negatively to do it. So. I ain't gonna put somebody's wow. government name out there, but I know I have a good friend, and uh, he works in a pharmacy. He runs a pharmacy, basically. He's he's not quite got his pharmaceutical license yet, but he's right up there next to it. You know, like him, the pharmacist. He's like a pharmacist in training. Like he'll be a pharmacist soon. The dude has so much knowledge. He's been doing it for like seven years now. Been working in a, like pharmacy all through COVID, all through everything else. In his Facebook posts. During the height of COVID, he's holding up two big, huge things of ivermectin, and he's working in the prescri- in the in the fucking pharmacy, and he's like, "You guys need any of this? You know it fucking works." And I'm like, "That's such a fucking ballsy shit." Because at that time, people were like, "Oh yeah, it's also used on horses." He goes, "Yeah, so is about seventy percent of the medicines here." Right. Yeah. Because in one form or another, he goes, "Learn medicine and then come back and talk to me." I'm a pharmacist. And that's another thing that I, you know, we, I think, at least in, in my opinion, I look for these little. Uh, what they call um, Easter eggs, right? And and what happens? These little <coughs> pieces of information or prizes, almost that you can get. And that's if you think about that on a deeper level, that's one of them, right? This idea that these people who are delivering you information and and what's credit want to be uh, held as being credible manipulate information in a way that is clearly a lie. 
but they don't back down on it. And in fact, they use it as a tool to attack people like Joe Rogan and other doctors. Um, you know, doctors that have come out in, in support of ivermectin. So then you have to ask yourself this. Are they doing it because they're ignorant to the information themselves, which is kind of fucking scary? Or are they doing it because they know and have malicious intent? They either have malicious intent or they're doing it because they're getting paid and they just don't want to speak up. None of those are good. But it's very clear that they lied about that in saying it's horse pace, horse pace. Sure, it is horse pace. That's an ounce of truth. But the fact that you're pretending like its primary use is a horse pace is not true. It wasn't created for that initially. And it's also been found to do a lot of other things that it wasn't necessarily created to do. So, in fact, it's a, it's a very great drug. Uh, that's why I won prizes and shit. Um... So it's just an example, man, to be able to potentially red pill people, to be able to say, look at this. Think about this for a second. You know, just do a deep dive on this one little part of the whole COVID narrative. Just this one little piece, one percent of it. Look at that. And then think, well, what's the answer to that question? How do you how do you how do you parse that out in your head to be like, oh, yeah, well, no, man, they just they're being cautious about what and nothing to be cautious about. In that instance, ivermectin is not just a horse paste. So why is the media lying about it in that way? What is there to benefit? Right. And who's benefiting? Yeah, what's that? Uh, the lady said it during a speech. She had a real passionate speech. I think she was a doctor talking about the vaccine and them coming for her to get it. And she's like, you know, in all instances, you got to ask yourself who stands to benefit is always the question to ask. If you haven't seen the movie, Do- the, the, the Hulu show Dope Sick with Michael Keaton, it's about the same thing, kind of. It's about the Oxycontin outbreak. Yeah. And how the FDA hid that up. And how the FDA, one of the main guys from the FDA, went and worked for uh, the whatever family. The Sackler family, I think that's right. I think, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I think it's a Sackler family who owned I mean, the pharma, pharmaceutical company. Yeah. How rotten bastards it was. How many billions and billions of dollars they did. Because once they learned how, how vicious and, and crazy it was. And they kept trying to blame the addicts. Right. Was, that was one thing. They was like, blame the addicts. Don't talk about the drug. Blame the addicts. Which I think you have to do that too. But the pharmaceutical company has to recognize responsibility, especially when they didn't have a black label as it being like a narcotic or being addictive or nothing. People were getting Oxycontin that were like, I mean, I think it was labeled narcotic, but it didn't have a black label as being addictive. So it was a, a lighter, like a, a lesser, what is it called? A, a lighter sentence? Or substance. Or, uh, uh, what's it called? A lighter um, level know. of... Controlled substances. Whenever you have to go to the pharmacy, you get a mm. controlled substance. You know, you have to give your... Uh, certain, different states matter. Sometimes you give your ID. Sometimes you have to give this, that, whatever. But I think it is amazing that we went from all recognizing that there was an issue that was created, whether it was the pharmaceutical industry's problem or the user's problem. I would argue on the side of the pharmaceutical industry has a... a you know, a certain level of responsibility and the way that you judge the, the drug dealer that's bringing your kid whatever drug that they're going to be doing. The pharmaceutical industry is, it has use, but you have to recognize that it's being misused and maybe over prescribed. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, and we all acknowledge that. Like in 2017, 2018, I feel like there was an acknowledgement across the board that we had a issue with um, the opioid epidemic. And then we were like, but let's give us uh, 
vaccines that we have to be mandatory uh, usage to go to the grocery store. You know, let's give them this ultimate level of power that we just acknowledge that they previously had messed up with the opioid epidemic. I think that that ties into your hashtag SADD. Yeah, I mean... It really does. And you've seen that hashtag probably from from Nathan Future. You might have even seen it. I think I've used it once or twice. And I may throw it on something that doesn't really mean anything, but I'm throwing it in solidarity for for my friends that believe in that. You believe in that hashtag. And I'm sorry... some awareness to it, you know what I mean? Just anytime I see a young person die of some kind of heart attack or something, it's like, oh, okay, well, now we're... Now it's being put in front of us that, look, people just... Ran- and look, people, I get it. People do randomly die. But if you that look happens, at the overall yeah. numbers, there are a lot of people that, that uh, you know, if you look at the numbers, measure that the you know regular death count is up. And it's not from COVID. It's not dying from COVID. It's just death in general. The numbers are, are up. And, of course, the blame is that they're pointing to the vaccine in a lot of cases. There were some uh, coroners who fairly recently came out and talked about how when they're going through and they're trying to clean out people's bodies, how they're finding these odd clots-like things that are in people's bodies that they're not able to pass fluids through that, you know, they, they've never seen before. Like, this is unknown to them, and they've been doing this for decades, you know, 20, 30 years. And now they're starting to see it in a couple few people that they've had so it it just begs the question of you know what are we willing to put up with i mean what you know side effects can they get away with selling us whether it's a addiction like the opioid epidemic or a continual um Phobia? What would that phobia be? Like, I don't know, but it's a, it's like what y'all both just talked about. The, think about the idea again of the control that it is. Uh, we go from one one moment, we got a couple of celebrities die from opioids and whatnot. And it's the hot thing to talk about. Go against them, and then as soon as they need that narrative to switch to, hey, get this vaccine injected into you that we're not really even sure about. We don't know much about it other than we've been testing it for like ten, fifteen years, and we can't perfect it, but. Now we're going to use an emergency to inject it in you anyway, and then we'll really see what it's like. Like, to then, that's what we're doing. Don't question it. you got to support it. Everybody go out there and sell it like your life depends on it. You know what I mean? Like, how do we get there? And the fact that it can happen, and anybody that questions it gets the squash, you know, like... Well, until Twitter got taken over by Elon, you know... You, we could still be living in a uh, censored, blind, you know, we're all, we'd all be guessing that that was what was taking place without having any real proof. And we have proof today, and there's still this hesitation from the general public because the mainstream media ignores it. Well, you got to give a shout-out to my man Alex Jones. When he, attacked, when he went to the hearings, when some of the head executives for, like, Google and Facebook were there... He was outside yelling at some folks, and he had a confrontation with Oliver Darcy, who works for CNN, who writes articles and things like that, attacking people on the internet who have opinions that are not of what he likes. And he confronted him, and he told him there that it's going to come out that Obama signed some executive orders funding some things with you know some stay-behind networks that are going to be doing some corrupt stuff. 
And what he was referencing is what was happening on social media, despite the fact that Trump was the president, is that Obama put some, some pieces in play and some money in some areas to fund these type of people that can get in there and manipulate social media. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly what Elon's putting out. And it's huge news. And if real news, what, or if the TV news was real news, it would be all over it constantly and they would be picking it apart. But because they are colluding with the government, in my opinion, uh, they're not going to cover it, right? Just like they're not going to cover any negative things about a vaccine when their majority of their programming is paid for or sponsored by Pfizer. They're, they're Conflict not of interest. Well, right. I don't think that the uh, anyone that thinks that the media doesn't control parts of the government or all of the government. No, I think it's the other way around. I think the government pushes the media to do what they got to do. You think it's the other way? I think the a corporatocracy lot of would argue that. It's a lot of the media government is controlled by the money instead of the government controlling the money. I don't see money without not, not reigning on the top. Whoever's got the most money is the king. That's the way it works. I mean, it's just the that's well, the Well, we talked rules, about man. George Soros yeah, I mean, and no, his political campaign donations or Sam Bankman-Fried's political campaign. I guess I look at it like they're Can it's a tool. Can you ever hear anything and somebody them. not talk about Bezos? Everybody going to say something. Whenever you hear somebody be like, okay, Jeff Bezos, it's always, he's, I mean, he's running a joke because he's the richest motherfucker there is. The well, sad thing is he's not. Him and Elon are, well, at least was uh, talked about, but the Rothschild family and all those motherfuckers got way more money than any of them. Yeah. Yeah, because each one of those kids are worth as much as he is alone. You know what I'm saying? But people don't talk about that. I guess I look at it like the government and or the establishment uses social media and media to push the propaganda. For sure, but they can own all of it. Well, the thing about it is the Rothschilds have been around since Paul Revere, homie. Think about that for a minute. That family's been around. They've had the Rothschilds. You can watch a YouTube video about it. And not even even, uh, Goebbels' masterful propaganda could take it down. So it's like, (laughs) not even is. He couldn't. He tried, man. He did try. And I'll tell you what, the reason we always bring that guy up, and it's not like trying to paint like Manson as a hero or anything like that. It's the fact that you know, I always joke around, say stuff, but there's a very fine line between like madness and fucking brilliance. There really is. Right. It's just I mean, your look intention. at Tesla. It's I mean, there's a intent. car. There's a car named after that dude, and Tesla was butt crazy fucking mad. He was a lunatic, man. I'm sorry. There's lots of artists and stuff that that are. It's there's like, lots of musicians. It's like yeah, you said sometimes you need some crazy motherfuckers to shake things up. He's yeah. like, y'all thought Steve Jobs crazy, and we're on Steve Jobs' phone. He's like, maybe y'all need some crazy motherfuckers like me. To get out of here and, and shake things up. But he's been silent. They ain't heard much about that I haven't yet. heard anything out of Ye the last it's couple of weeks. really. Oh, it's awful because we always, like, every, even my hokey, goofy, fucking, ha-ha, yucks podcast, they were making fun. They they, had, they have a guy on their name, Sunday Jeff, and he's Jewish, and he, he's the best character in the world, but he's a great dude. And uh, they made, they was making fun of him on a Christmas special, and they said something to the effect of a... Uh, that's right. They ain't no Kanye fans here, motherfuckers. <laughs> and Sunday Jeff was like, I like fucking Ye. You know what I'm It was just funny shit because even they was bringing that shit up. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous, man. I mean, when people think that there's no such thing as bad press, which I don't agree with, by the way. I really fucking don't. I've lived to learn that. There yeah. is such a thing as bad publicity, believe you me. I don't know. I think this is the idea is that more eyes are on you. So what you make of it is really what it comes down to. Why is Trump not back on Twitter if that's the case? Like I don't he think is he limiting wants to go on his... Twitter now because 
he's trying to pump up True Social. He wants everybody that wants to hear from him to hear from him on his platform. And maybe he's got some kind of agreement with True Social that he can. I don't yeah. know. But that's what that I can assume. But that's another thing about Elon. That Jones was saying that they ain't let me back on Twitter because I said the shit I said to that Oliver Darcy guy. He was like, right after I did that, that's when I got banned. He was like, no. And if that is, if you look at what they talked about, we talked about it before. They, mm-hmm. you know, they talked about that shit on the Joe Rogan podcast. And, yeah. But no, I mean that control of information, man, is crucial. That's why we talk about. It. We want people to think about things and open up. And there's something we talked about on the the uh, since we only got about ten more minutes left. Uh, Not even. Yeah, probably about five. Uh, let's real quick get into the fact that we talked about this ourselves in the group chat, but we hadn't didn't really discuss it a lot. It was about we did talk about SBF. We did talk about his extradition. We talked about that, but then we didn't talk about his bail. We didn't talk about that last show. We was going to, but it came out. I think it came out after that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy's out on what? He got an extradited from the country he was in. And he got out on two hundred and fifty million dollars of bail, right? He's he only got ten percent of that. So his parents put is their house up. Yeah. Is he living with his parents or is he in a mansion? No, he's with his parents. But their their house is a mansion, you know. Um It's a it's ten million. I mean it's twenty five million, so think of it that way. Right. Okay. But yeah, he twenty five fucking mil hanging he, out. I'm gonna be in jail fucking learning how to fucking polish shoes and shit. He ripped off billions of dollars and gets to go and be comfortable in his childhood in fucking home. bed. Yeah. While, you know, your kid out here that was driving down Blue Lick with, you know, half ounce in his car got pulled over is sitting in jail for the next. And this is why you have to have compromised people in powerful positions because that guy, there should be somebody in our government somewhere saying no, that dude needs to go to fucking jail. I don't know what kind of rules we need to instill or install or whatever, but this dude's a con artist. How can he not be a flight risk? I mean, I know like you, they say you can take your passports, but how many people could get... I mean, think about it, man. I've known people that have got out of this country and into this country with no passports. Oh, yeah. This is just a fact. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I think you do, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we both do. He's going to be the figure through which they present the the thing that you should be scared of that allows them to have control over Bitcoin. That guy that we were watching earlier, earlier BitBoy, said that, that some, maybe it was somebody else, actually. I'm not sure if it was him, so let me take that back. But one of these guys, uh, Jones, at interview said that the money that he may be responsible for moving around is in the tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. Crypto bros. I learned that term. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Did you so consider yourself a crypto bro? I'm a Bitcoin maximalist. There you go. You guys own a little title. There you go. Bitcoin maxim- maximalist. That's kind of hot. Well, gonna, Some people say that it's derogatory. I I wear it as a badge. I think that it's the only thing of substance. But you think that's it? Yeah, you think that's the beginning and the end. Basically, that's the winner. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. So you recommend investing in Bitcoin, correct? I do. I invest. I I I, I would advise you to invest in very rare, very expensive Lego sets in very nice boxes. That, because that yeah. is worth more than gold. Am I right? I tell, or wrong? I tell you what else I do. Yeah, ra- random, random pickups too is uh, basketball cards. Yeah. I, you know, every other time I go to the grocery or something, they see got basketball cards. I grab them. I've had several. I got like a Giannis rookie. Uh, I got some fucking Kyrie rookies. Got LeBron. I got plenty of rookies. The goodwill is love. Random. 
You ah, stop yeah. in the Goodwill, you find some good shit too. Always. Oh, Peddler's Mall. Oh, an antiques thing. Well, I go spend mall. hours in the Peddler's yeah, Mall. Yeah, you don't fuck with me. Because yeah, yeah, you ever looking at VHSs and stupid Anything. shit. Yeah. Books, too. Shit. I look at books and she's like, oh, why yeah. are you looking at books? You ain't reading none. I was like, I know. I just want to have them so when I'm ready to read them, I can. Yeah, me, I'm the same way. Dude, I have. <laughs> when am I going to be ready to read them? It's Maybe never. Man, I probably yeah. have. If I was to stop collecting comic books and graphic novels right now, I wouldn't be able to read everything I have before I died. That is quite That's interesting. sickening, isn't it? It's fucking sickening. What is I wouldn't it be able to read everything I have right now. If I stopped buying, didn't buy any more from now until I died, I That's wouldn't be able to finish everything I have. I it's got to build, like, block up your flow, like, to have that lingering. It does. I try to knock it out. I read a lot, man. I'm a very... I'm just trying reader. to tie in the, the chakra stuff, because chakra's all about flow and... Whatnot. You know, somebody else was talking to me about flow and how, like, don't be so, I shouldn't be such a planner and, like, a, getting things off. Man, that, that, what's up? What's Housekeeping, up? you want pillow? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Chad? We got a podcast about to wrap up. We got, like, two minutes left. He's going to take us out of here. Uh, what were we talking about? I recommended that you invest in Legos. He said invest in Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. That's that basketball cards. That's that random pickups. Nice little pickup for sure. If you were going to invest anything, Chad, what would you invest in? Random item. Random item. Random item. Not like a mutual fund. You know what I'm saying? Not Bitcoin or not like, well, Dylan said. Cameras. I used Legos. He used. It's a crapshoot. It it is. It's rough because you never know. No, I think, well, yeah. No, I was talking about cameras. It's a crapshoot. Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah. Old tech, not man, like old GI Joes and shit. Back for when I was a kid, them yeah, motherfuckers yeah, yeah. were worth All so those old much toys money. are worth so much money. It's so fun. I love toys, man. I'm a toy maniac. But yeah, that's why I said the Legos because Le- it's a fact that Legos, older Legos, uh, have a value, hold their value more than gold. More but it's also a fact that they will cut your foot open if you step on them. So they hurt like a motherfucker, dude. So. Oh, it's awful. Buy them and, and don't open them. And if shit goes wrong, I don't think you're gonna be trading Legos for food. You might, if it's a nice Lego that turns into a sword. Yeah, or it's a ha- Thor's hammer from the movie. Thor's it's, hammer. Uh, it's a good one. What the fuck was that he got over there? Burgers or something? What is that? Sweets. Sweets. Oh, shit, girl. Stop it. What is he got? Cookies or something. Oh, Fudge, something. Cookies. There you go. We need to have Whoa. a baking podcast. We need to get off this podcast. So yeah. Play poker. That's it. Poker time. Poker time. But we thank y'all for listening. Stay awake. Look at the news, man. Look at it for yourself. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us.